0: Thanks. Uh, as you say, I'm Hitan Shah, chief exec at the British Academy, uh, and I'm talking about societal expectations for public services and policy making. So not just for data policy. Uh, I suppose one place to start is we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, you know, what are the emerging or shifting sands uh, within? Uh, Uh, this space. The British Academy recently did a a, a review uh, of the societal impacts of the pandemic, which we call the COVID decade, uh, arguing that these would be uh, very long standing. But a a key thing that came out of that review is that the pandemic has exposed and exacerbated existing weaknesses uh, within uh, our economy and society, uh, in particular around inequality. Uh, I mean, it's worth noting, I suppose, that those of us who could tune in at the middle of a monday afternoon to a zoom seminar about innovation and experimentation in public policy are probably not representative of the wider public. And it's really important to kind of recognize that our own expectations will be colored by that. And it's quite hard to imagine the experiences of other people uh, who've been perhaps at the sharper end, not been able to work from home, have been uh, taking on debt, may have lost their jobs or their businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's a really critical thing for us to all bear in mind uh, as we're thinking about these sorts of topics. Obviously, another thing the pandemic has done is forced experimentation in terms of delivery of different kinds of public services. So, for example, GP consultations going online, et cetera. But of course, uh, this is in the context of digital divides. And so we can't just see that as a sort of easy. This, this is all the perfect sort of way forward. And of course, not all services can be digitized. I mean, try and have an operation digitally and uh, you know, see how you get on with that. Uh, and the flip side of this is that the pandemic has created enormous public service backlogs Uh, i think it's really hard to overestimate this i mean if you look at the uh, the backlog of court cases it's sixty thousand, the highest that it's ever reached some trials won't be heard until 2023 Uh, if you take uh, uh, cams which is the children adolescent uh, mental health service Uh, You're now looking at year-long waiting lists if you get on at all. Uh, In some areas, I think half full referrals are being rejected. So, you know, that is the context within which public services are currently operating. Uh, Also, in terms of public expectations, uh, this was probably not a beverage moment. Uh, You know, uh, some some people, including uh, us, were sort of looking at, you know, would societal expectations shift? Uh, in the way that they did after World War II, demanding a kind of completely new uh, social contract. That doesn't feel like it's been that kind of moment. Uh, A demos commission that uh, I I sat on uh, showed some areas where there was shifts in public opinion, particularly around low-paid workers, inequality, green spaces, civil society. But these are not sort of Dial changing structural changes, as it were. So I think we we ought to be realistic about that. And I would still say that the maxim that the British public want Scandinavian-style public services at American-style taxation levels uh, probably still stands. I think the second thing to note is just the context of the public finances. Uh, So if you look at the Office for Budget Responsibility projections, uh, we are about to hit a very, very tight spending review. Uh, These are really tough finances. Uh, The Treasury, I think, post a kind of spending splurge on furlough and uh, other things due to the pandemic is returning really to its natural, traditional role of blocking expenditure and we saw that most recently with the kind of education catch-up programs that had been put forward by Kevin Collins, and there seems to be little national conversation about, uh, you know, the state of the public finances and the implications for public services, except perhaps uh, at the very margins around social care, That, that there's some recognition that if you want to sort that out, there may have to be a kind of conversation about tax or further expenditure and borrowing, but other than that, I think there's slight blissful unawareness that, that this is the situation that we find ourselves in. But the reality is that it's gonna create uh, very little spare capacity for experimentation if actually you are struggling to deliver the basic public services that you are there to, uh, to, to serve the public with. So it raises a whole series of questions, I think. What, what, what's the marginal gain of any given experiment? recognizing that some, uh, perhaps many experiments will worsen outcomes, because if not, then it wasn't an experiment. If you knew that it was going to lead to a better outcome, why weren't you just bloody well doing it? Uh, I mean, a real question is what percentage of resource do you devote to experiments? I mean, that's the real frontline kind of public service question, right? Uh, How are you evaluating your experiments? Uh, You know, uh, the National Audit Office writes report after report uh, saying we're very bad at evaluating public policy in general. Uh, not to say that it's easy, but uh, so uh, you know, uh, are, are we going to step up and and change that? And I think a particularly critical question in all of this is at what level do you think you want to experiment at, at anyway? So, you know, are we experimenting to see how you get people through queues at Heathrow more quickly? Or are you experimenting to design a new economy that is less reliant on flying? And those are two very, very different things, right? Uh, And we're mixing up those sorts of levels in this conversation, I think. Uh, And then third, I think we've got to think about uh, public and uh, public perceptions are very important in terms of the license to operate let's face it most of the public don't think very much about policymaking or public services Uh, and again a a group that's tuning into a seminar like this on a Monday afternoon do think about it a lot and we've got to recognize our own biases in that respect but but I would posit that most of the public don't much like experiments Uh, so the sense of fairness in the public is very very strong I've seen that uh, I've been involved in a couple of deliberative democracy things recently. One uh, with the Ada Lovelace Institute around biometric data usage. And then most recently uh, with uh, the government's, uh, of the NHS test and trace COVID uh, public grouping. Uh, and both in both cases, the sense of fairness uh, came out, I think even more strongly than policymakers had expected. The, the notion of experiments might sound quite good in a virtual room like this, but I think the language falls apart quite quickly politically. Uh, you know, just take the language of "we are running experiments in schools and hospitals." Uh, that that's uh, You know, that that may not play out so well. And actually, take it to the next level. Down, we are running experiments on pupils and patients. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I just think you've got to bear in mind sort of the politics of all of this. Uh, And then also let's not forget the most marginalized know from history that they are the ones who have been experimented on. So the Tuskegee experiments in the US allowing syphilis to progress untreated in uh, black men. Uh, In Rawalpindi, the experiments the British army did on uh, British Indian army soldiers uh, testing the effects of mustard gas on their skin. Uh, there are many many examples and so you know uh let's not be uncritical about uh the, the kind of history and context of experiments and then finally a, a very different kind of point is in in the sort of british academy work that we did around the covid decade looking at we were looking at trust and uh trust in the uk is much higher in local government than in central government uh, but of course we've got one of the most centralized uh, governmental systems in the world that does not look like it's going to change. So, again, in terms of who has social license to experiment, uh, arguably central government may have less license, uh, but perhaps has more power. So to conclude, uh, the the problems in society are are worse than they were because of the pandemic, and uh, I suppose innovation and experiments could help. Uh, But given the finances and the demand on public services, do we have the capacity to do it? Uh, The social license is not straightforward, especially for something framed as experimentalism. Uh, And experimentalism is not an end in itself. Uh, Might it be better framed as better public services or something along those sorts of lines? And finally, you have a series of choices around how much uh, to experiment, at what level and how to judge. Uh, And these are not value free. So who decides? I'll stop there. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.